we're still at the early days. We're still learning to take a, a baby analogy. We're, we're sort of getting up off our hands and knees and starting to learn now how to make it work for us. But it's been good in terms of getting back in and seeing colleagues and people on a face-to-face basis and uh, having, having those higher quality engagements that you have when you meet somebody in person rather than through the Teams or Zoom technology. And welcome to Unmuted, the Irish Live podcast, which looks at all things future of work. I'm Terry Murphy from Internal Comms. And I'm Emma Dowling from the Future of Work team. And this episode, we have done things a little different. We've spoken with people from across our business to find out their experience of working in a hybrid way and our new ways of working. We spoke with Helen Ford, HR business partner, Stephen Nugent, head of actuarial development, Daisy Martin, the AVP for operational excellence in Canada Life, and Ger Davis, the MD of Irish Life Health. We chat to them about what's gone well, what's been challenging, and they shared their tips on how they've made it work. First up is Helen Ford, HR business partner, who shares her experience in her previous company when they changed to hybrid. It was introduced as a result of a property move. So again, we were being amalgamated. Um, I worked for one of the pillar banks. We were being amalgamated back into headquarters. And uh, due to that kind of tightness on, on workspace, we introduced on a trial basis within HR. It wasn't introduced to any other parts of the of the business. Um, so the very similar to what we have introduced in Irish Life. It was a fantastic, beautiful refurb in terms of collab spaces and breakout areas little areas for personal phone calls um so we, we were based on in communities so we had communities within within the floor and it was a total change from what we had we had had previously uh, working from home really wasn't part of our makeup uh, in the company I was in and obviously now having worked from home for the last two years we're kind of in that in that mode but if you think this was back in 2018 it wasn't really part of our part of our DNA as a company. So it was something totally alien, alien to us. So it was a real um, light switch moment. It was a real change for us um, from going from being in the office, that nine to five traditional, sitting at the same desk every single day to coming in a few days a week, coming in for a morning, coming in for an afternoon, not sitting at the same desk, hot desking um, and using lockers then as well. So no pedestals, no paper. It was it was a complete change for us um, as a as a as a department. It was really interesting to hear the similarities there between that business and our approach to hybrid at Irish Life. Um, Helen also shares some of the preconceptions she had before starting this new way of working. I think it's fair to say that there was certain certainly nervousness and a, a, a high degree of reticence about about taking it on, particularly as uh, I was a, a people leader, we had two teams, around 20 people. Um, I, I couldn't see how that was going to work on a day-to-day basis as a, as a people leader, how we would be able to remain connected as teams, how we could um, how we could make that work on a day-to-day when we're just not all together. We're not all together. And we, we learned very much by doing. We learned through osmosis, if you like, listening to each other. And that was all going to be changed, you know. So I was incredibly nervous as to how um, we could continue to operate at, at the high levels that we were operating at. So that that for me was a personal challenge as to, to get over those kind of fears before we 
before it started and not to, to share those fears with the team, you know, just as to how we were going to, to, to make that work. Funnily enough, one of the biggest preconceptions that people had was around height. And it's also fun to realize that beyond seeing people from the shoulders up, um, we we were actually in the Toronto office the other day and there was the, oh, wow, you're actually a lot taller than I thought. It's been great meeting kind of old friends um, again, but also meeting new people for the first time. So like obviously been on work, work with a lot of people who you're on Teams calls all the time. So you know what they look like, but then you don't know how tall they are. That's that's been the biggest biggest thing that stood out to me in the first couple of days back. Kind of your precon preconceptions about what height people should be. You don't know you're forming preconceptions about that, but but then when when you meet them for the first time, you realise that everyone's a lot taller than you probably expected. So that's been one of the surprising things. In Canada life, they've transitioned from a traditional to an open plan office. And Daisy Martin, the AVP for Operational Excellence, talks about the challenges associated with this shift. When I think about business, it's all about people. Um, for the teams that I was working with directly, the some of the challenges, particularly for the team members, were personality styles. You have introverts and extroverts, some who absolutely love the opportunity to being able to have the conversation with people visually and, and the introverts feeling overwhelmed. Um, having all of a sudden everybody visually available to them was, was, uh, was overwhelming. So recognizing that there are different preferences and helping people adapt in their own pace was really key because of, of the nature of the spaces that we have. You can absolutely throw in an ear pod or headphones and, uh, and get your, allow yourself to be out of that space or, or, um, get up and walk away and you're not offending people and that's okay as well. Daisy comments on different distractions and she's right. There are definitely things that we will need to adjust to. But meeting in person in the office is also great for collaboration and forming connections. Jer actually makes a really good point on connection. Keep connected. Keep have that open dialogue uh, uh, with with your peers, but also your team and and, and everything else. Uh, you know, really staying in touch with people and, and 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 how they're getting on and what's working for them, what's not working. On, I think is really important. Uh, when we went into lockdown first, that was a really important thing that we did at the time as well, is make sure that all the people managers kept in touch with everybody, just as things were were settling down and 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 people were adjusting to that way of working. I think it's the same now. Um, and you'll also have the in-person as well as the uh, the remote communication with your team. So figuring out what how that works for everybody is good. I think the other is make sure that that, that that teams get together. You know, that's a really important thing as well, that, um, uh, uh, you know, that there are, you know, good commitments for people and teams in particular and uh, get together and just create that human bond and, 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 and that connectivity, which I think is just short circuits and makes life so much easier uh, for everybody. The other thing I'd say is, you know, don't forget there's a vast amount of supports there available uh, for people. Um, and, uh, you know, even particularly from from uh, the health business perspective, you know, at the wellness team, we're working with with, with Laura Kinsel and, and, and the, the central team as well about developing a range of supports uh, and, and activities and, and, and things to help people, uh, you know, migrate to this new way of working. A challenge I think we're all facing into is getting used to the new routine of splitting our time between home and the office. And this is particularly true when you are a new parent like Stephen. 
the main challenge for me has been the the change of routine for home life uh, for the days that I'm actually going into the office. Um, so we were we were very fortunate to to have um, not one but two babies at the, the start of COVID. Um, so essentially, my last day in the office. Um, before recent times was was the middle of February in 2020, um, the day before they were born, um, and probably a month before the office closed. Um, the boys are now two and have lived all their lives um, with, you know, daddy going to work upstairs or in the bedroom next to theirs, sometimes in their bedroom, depending on, on, on where we were. Um, now, as I'm sure every parent can can probably appreciate, toddlers can kind of sniff any like the slightest change of routine um, uh, a mile away. Um, so they know exactly when when something different is about to happen. So, um, for example, the other day when I woke them up at about, about half seven the other morning, um, I made the mistake of already having my coat on and my shoes on. So they knew they were onto me straight away um, and they, they started getting a bit upset. You know, something's different. I don't know what it is, but pointing to me saying coat and shoes and everything so i think what i need to to do is find a way of outsmarting two two-year-old two-year-olds in um in the attire that I, I put on kind of before i leave the house in the morning while trying somehow to integrate that with the um the abbey street dress code um so that's that's certainly been one challenge i think no more so than as as a kind of a, a workforce we'll be finding you know what works for us all over the next um kind of couple of months and the routines and so on um uh, like as a family we need to to find that new routine as well to make sure that we get the right balance as well and and everyone gets through the week in in fairly decent shape so um that's um that'll all play out over the coming weeks um and there can be a temptation to be always on a bit um so i'd hope that in moving to to hybrid now that phenomenon should kind of dissipate a little bit so if you're coming home um in the evening you're you're far less likely to go to the bother of taking the laptop back out of the bag and connecting it back up to your to your home setup um in the evening rather than if it's already set up anyway it's sometimes um sometimes it can be all too easy to, to kind of keep going when when maybe you don't need to um so when you're kind of you arrive home at six or seven in the evening and you're greeted at the front door by whoever it is—a child, an animal, a, a partner, or whatever. It's it's far less likely to, that you'll, you'll head straight upstairs and and unpack the laptop, you know. So, so I think that's that's what I'd I'd love to see us getting all that good stuff back while um while having that that flexibility to work from from home for a few days each week. Another challenge that we can probably all relate to is getting used to the commute again, as Ger points out. You have to commute into the office, so it's not all it's not all um, positive from that point of view. There, it is about finding that right balance between, uh, you know, getting the benefit of being in a room with the people or being in an office with people, and then, how, as you said, having that focused time at home to crack on and do things. It's almost like two different ways. You almost have to become amp- ambidextrous in terms of, uh, you know, figuring out how we work in two different ways, uh, uh, you know, uh, right across the week. Yes, it is definitely nice to use your commute time to catch up on podcasts or listen to music, um, whatever it is people like to do. But as Helen says, you do also have to be more organised and plan ahead for your days in the office. 
you had to plan for your day certainly um spontaneity in how you how you worked kind of that that left you know because if you were going to be in the office you had to be prepared you had to be planned you had to know what you're going to do during the day maybe it was one-to-ones for example so actually i like to do my one-to-ones in person so we we con- i conducted those on a day that i was in the office um you know we ensured we had an anchor day so that was for us it was every second wednesday so the, both teams would be in every second Wednesday. We reconnected. It wasn't even so much around what we were doing that day. It was really that we were all there together and that we would have a, have a meeting together. We'd maybe get lunch together. And it just, conti- you know, it. and we, we ensured everyone would be there that day. And we had that in the diary. And, and it, it just ensured that, like, say, that anchor that we were all, you know, all there together. And that was incredibly important for the team. We are all facing these challenges, and not just as Irish life staff, but also our customers are facing similar transitions, as both Daisy and Ger point out. For our customers, I think about having the right space for our, our conversations for confidentiality and productivity was key. So from a challenge perspective, um, designing our spaces to ensure we, we enabled our team members to have the right space so they didn't have to worry about those conversations that they had to have that were, were, were confidential in nature. The key thing for me about adopting these things is, is to have that open dialogue where, you know, there's good feedback. So we know exactly what we can do. And I think, as I said before, we, we don't have uh, a master plan here that's detailed in terms of how to make this work. Uh, but I think it is important that we focus on, you know, the needs of our customers and, and making sure we do a right by them and be, be there when they need us um, and, and then figure out how we need to organize ourselves in a way that delivers to that. Thankfully, we now have the technologies in place that we can do that either remotely or in the office. Um, but it's also making sure that, you know, how we optimize, you know, both, uh, you know, the experience for a customer, but also the experience for us as all of us who work there um, uh, in, in a way that works well for our, 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 our own circumstances and the team. Um, and I think it's just be open for, changing, tweaking, adjusting um, as as we go along. Um, and certainly for the next six or seven months, I can see it uh, taking almost to the autumn before we get to a point where now we've got a really clear idea of how we can optimize this uh, to work best for everybody. So while there definitely are challenges associated with hybrid working, particularly in these very early stages, there's also some great benefits for coming into the office. The visual aspect of being able to see your neighbours goes so much further in terms of building those relationships. Um, with our work styles, we're allowed to be in the office and outside of the office and finding the time when we are ha- having those uh, visual moments enables us to build those strengthened relationships so that when we are remote, it persists so strongly beyond uh, beyond those office spaces. So ad hoc conversations, high collaboration engagement is just a huge lift that you see from uh, from. These new, these new office uh, structures. Now we've got the opportunity to reconnect with our colleagues and our teams, and you know, re-energize uh, around how we work as a collective. Um, you know, because I think I say a lot of people, I do that myself, found the working from home it's great and it's fantastic, but you're sort of on your own a lot of the time, um, and uh, being around people and just having that buzz, that engagement, the sharing of ideas happening in an informal way rather than having to organize a half hour meeting uh, on teams to do things so i think there's going to be a great benefit from that um, i think we 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 will all get a, a good amount of energy for that i think the the point on connection is is a really big one uh, connection with people and, and relationships so um 
like I've I've been in the company personally for for a good while now, and the first number of years in that in, in particular were were really important for forming relationships with people and um you know lasting friendships and i know a lot of people not me but a lot of people have met their their partners in in irish life um and you know so many people in irish life are even married to each other actually particularly notorious in that area um so so really getting back the sense that like it's not just a job um and that it's it's much more than that and and there's lots of there's huge benefits to having those um personal relationships and having all the sports and social events and the golf and wine tasting and cookery demos and all that kind of stuff abseiling down the side of the building you know getting all that stuff back um like I'm really looking forward to anyway and, and I know a lot of people are I think what we learned certainly as a team that we didn't actually have to be sitting you know shoulder to shoulder to to learn and it was those opportunities maybe to sit with other teams and um hear again but this osmosis you know hearing things that are happening on other teams and you know you think god that's a great way of doing something you could apply that to you know your own way of working or maybe you were here how something you were doing was having an impact on them and maybe in an in a negative way and you'd say goodness i didn't know that how i keyed something to the system was having that kind of impact on on you so it was the the learning the the collaboration not just from your own team but from from all aspects of of HR was a was a super um, benefit. But yes, there are also great benefits of working from home too. For me personally, with the days at home, I've gotten to experience a lot of the milestones that that I might have missed out on. Um, if you were kind of five days in the office with with the kids and so on, so um, there's nothing quite like hearing kind of someone shouting from downstairs. I think he's about to you know, whether roll over or stand up or walk or break the window, whatever it might be, um, that, that that really that's kind of invaluable that, that you can kind of pop out for a second and actually, you know, witness that. Not not quite in real time, because I, th- I think there's always a bit of kind of fakeness to it that like he's probably already done it. And, and now now the show has been put on for me that I think I'm seeing it for the first time. But but that's been that's been amazing. Um, and then also just for for us um, having having twins at the start of pandemic meant that everyone was closed and all the supports were off. So um, kind of because of the bans on, on household visits and all the rest of it that, that came with that. Um, so just being a, kind of an extra pair of hands that was here um, that uh, could be called called upon at relatively short notice when there was something something big happening or whatever because because all of those things were gone there was no childcare there was no public health nurse was redeployed to do COVID solving all that kind of stuff um, and those, those challenges um, kind of working from home uh, on those days for, for the, the first year or so was was a huge benefit um, and um, probably invaluable to us as a family I'd say. Finally, all of our guests shared some tips and advice on how we can make the transition to hybrid a little bit smoother, starting with Jer. The other thing I think it's, it's hands up, we just don't know all the answers now. 
uh, you know, and uh, so uh, I know there's a lot of questions out there, and a lot of people are thinking about, you know, what about this, what about that, and the other, and and uh, you know, hands up. I don't think anybody knows, uh, and that's not not just within Irish life. That's I think everywhere people are trying to figure this out uh, and do it. So it, yeah, I, I I think you're absolutely right, Emma. It's more about uh, have that open mind, and uh, let's test. Let's keep in touch and figure out what's working, what's not working, um, and then see how we we fine tune, finesse uh, this way of working, so that we it, we do harness that best of all worlds. We're going into a new phase, but um, we don't know exactly what works perfectly yet. Um, so just having an open mind to try things out is is the main thing. And once we have that, then then we'll have no problems, I don't think. So like it's a test to learn phase. It really is called that for a reason. And we'll pivot as we need to over time. Um, like I think um, I was involved in some discussions recently about, you know, the transition that, that people are feeling and, and so on, that there, there was a, probably a view out there that moving from um, kind of zero days in the office to two or three days in the office, so moving back is probably going to be, as as much if not more of a transition than people had two years ago when we moved from five in the office to to zero in the office um and i think that that's quite true and that's something that that people will probably be working through over the next kind of couple of weeks and months um as we as we move into the hybrid phase um but like as long as i think we just have to have a bit of patience and good humor with each other and give it time to breathe and settle down so that we can really get the best of both worlds and, and find that balance because it's not going to be we're not going to achieve it on day one um but but it's going to take take a few few weeks or months to to really find that also if you need to disconnect and get up and walk away and find a different space that's wonderful too because i think all of our configurations allow for the quiet spaces or the collaborative spaces so be okay to get up and walk away um the other thing i would suggest is is patience. I think we have to give it time. Uh, change is always good, but it takes some time to work through it. And just remember, be kind to yourself. It's okay not to be okay because it, we will adapt. Um, we've been locked away for two and a half years at home. And so there's a lot to get accustomed to. So coming into the office is phenomenal, a huge change. But recognizing that we're making so many adaptations to our day-to-day that it's it's okay to be patient to be you know not to ex- uh, to expect it to be perfect on day one certainly is a key one now you know um to to go with the flow a little bit at the start until you get into a rhythm and um, to be prepared to pack the night before you're going into work um that you're not running out for the the train and realizing you've forgotten your notebook or your laptop or you know just to, to, to be prepared um although it is it's it's fantastic the tech packs just to be able to go in to open up your locker to take your tech pack out you know your your keyboard and your mouse and everything is there for your headphones you don't you're not really required to remember too much so but do remember those those bits don't forget everybody that is my key, you know when you're in the office you can sometimes it's out of sight out of mind and if someone is working from home don't forget they are working albeit from home and just ensure that that's inclusivity if you like in conversations in meetings just you know that that is very important for for a people leader um and it's yeah that that for me is the is the is the key is the key piece
some really great tips there from our guests, but we'd love to hear from you. Have you found anything that has really helped you with your transition to our new ways of working? If you have one piece of advice that you'd like to share, do pop on to the Future of Work SharePoint page and pop it into the chat there. Huge thank you to Stephen, Daisy, Helen and Ger for telling their stories in this episode. And thank you so much to you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it and we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye.